I thank you, Lord, for all we experience of your faithfulness in our lives. But Lord, we want to thank you too, that as we open your word, as we open our Bibles, we see a whole big story of your faithfulness throughout the generations and throughout history. And Lord, we embrace that story as our own this morning. We embrace that story of a God who is good, a God who loves, a God who reaches out, a new God who walks with us through everything we go through. And so, Lord, we embrace that big story this morning. Speak to us through your word. And as Deborah shares with us this morning, I pray, Lord, we would have our ears open to all that you want to uh, speak into our lives today. Amen. 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 Great. Just um, before I speak, I'm just going to invite Vicky to come and uh, she's going to read uh, a passage from the Bible for us. It's also going to be on the screen. As they were going out, they met a man from Cyrene named Simon, and they forced him to carry the cross. They came to a place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull. There they were offered Jesus wine to drink mixed with gall, but after tasting it, he refused to drink it. When they had crucified him, they divided up his clothes by casting lots, and sitting down, they kept watch over him there. Above his head, they placed the written charge against him, this is Jesus, the King of the Jews. From noon until three in the afternoon, darkness came over all of the land. About three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a voice, Eli, Eli, lama sabbathani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of those standing there heard this, they said, he's calling Elijah. Immediately, one of them ran and got a sponge. He filled it with wine, vinegar, and put it on the staff and offered it to Jesus to drink. The rest said, now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to save him. And then Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice. He gave up his spirit. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Vicky. So we are continuing our Why series, looking at the events leading up to the first Easter day. And today we're looking at these, these passages from the Bible that, that tell us that Jesus, the Son of God, died a brutal and humiliating death on a cross. But what is it about these uh, events that we've just read that make them the most important one, moments in history? What, why is Jesus' death the, at the center of the Christian Faith, or, or to put it another way, why did Jesus die? You know, you might be here today, and uh, you're just trying to work out what Christianity is all about. You're trying to work out whether it's true, and if it is, what what it means for you. Um, and if that's you, I'm really glad that you're here today. And I pray that something of what uh, you hear will help you wrestle with some of those big questions. Um, but maybe you're here, and uh, and you've heard this story many times before. But the perhaps the impact. Of, uh, of it has, has worn off a little bit. Perhaps you've become a little bit more immune to what it means for, for the whole world and for you personally. So I pray that you will be strengthened in your spirit by what you hear. So why? Why was it necessary for Jesus to die? Well, the Bible tells us that God loved us. He formed us uh, as humans. Every one of us is unique and created 
in his image. Humans are capable of such uh, amazing things, great acts of kindness and self-sacrifice, such creativity and beauty. We can see it in the extraordinary things that humans have created, music or art or architecture, digital coding. Uh, Humanity is amazing and it's good. But humans are also capable of awful things, of horrible things. You only have to look at the the news to see some of the horrendous things that, that are going on around the world. You can be overwhelmed by seeing the terrible things that we do to one another, the terrible things that we do to our planet. And it's not, so it's not as simple as to say, well, there's good people and then there's bad people. It's more complex than that. People are capable of love and devotion and kindness can also do bad stuff too. I know that I have attitudes and actions that aren't good. On on Thursday morning, I woke up and I just had a dream. I woke up from a dream. I often don't remember my dreams, but on Thursday morning, it was, I remembered. And it had been Christmas time and I'd been given lots and lots of chocolate, ridiculous amounts of chocolate, too much chocolate. It was just over the top. And then there was other people in my dream and, and there was a spare box of chocolates and they were trying to decide who to give this spare box to. And they were sort of mentioning three or four different people who they could give this one box of chocolates to. And I was thinking, I've got too much chocolate. I've got too much chocolate. I could give some of my chocolate boxes to these other people so that everybody had some chocolate. And so I looked at my first box of chocolate. I thought, those are mint chocolates. I really like mint chocolates. I'm not going to give that box away. And then the second box, and I remember this very clearly, I thought, that one is Thornton's toffee. And I thought, I'm not going to give my Thornton's toffee away because I really like Thornton's toffee. And I thought that about every single box that uh, I saw. And then I woke up. I woke up and, um, and I thought, I realized that I knew that it was a dream. Don't get me wrong. I knew it was a dream, but I knew that it was also a true reflection of what I like. Deep down, I'm selfish. I want to keep all the good things, uh, all the lovely things that I've got. I want them to keep them to myself, even though I don't need them all. In the Bible, the uh, Apostle Paul puts it like this. He says, All that, are we are we are we fighting over the control now? Uh, <laughs> um, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So sin, uh, sin is just a, a churchy word. If you're not used to it, it just means all the bad stuff that we do. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But it's really hard to accept that we are sinners, that we do wrong things. We like to make excuses for ourselves, don't we? We think, oh, I'm not that bad. I'm not a bad person. I've not done anything really terrible. So what standard have I fallen short of? So it might be helpful for us to think about it like this, to think of a scale 
where we rank the whole of humanity, whole of humankind. And, uh, and we're going to use the leg of this music stand as our scale. And at the top, we're going to put good people. And at the bottom, we're going to put really bad people. And, and there'll be people all the way sort of down the middle. And, and so I've got some examples um, for us to look at. So to, to, and we're going we're to go a bit game show, okay? And so if you think someone needs to be near the top, you shout higher. And if, uh, if you think they need to be further down the bottom, you shout lower. Play your cows right. That's what we're, we're, um, we're doing. Um, okay, so we're going to have a little practice. So uh, if you think someone needs to go at the top, what do you shout? A bit more enthusiasm. Come on. And if you think lower... That was better. That was better. So we are going to start with Mother Teresa. Okay? Higher. 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 So, so show, show me. Higher. 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 There, there. There. There we go. So we've got Mother Teresa. Oh, my non-sticky, sticky notes. Um, uh, the next one we have got is uh, Lord Voldemort from Harry Potter. <laughs> L lower, lower, lo lower, lower. Should we go all the way on the floor, shall we? There we go, on the floor. Okay, the next one, Liz Truss. Okay, if any, for anybody who doesn't know, she was prime minister for about five minutes a couple of months ago, sent us into economic spiral. Um, so, so where do we go? Higher than Lord Voldemort, yeah? <laughs> Come on, tell me. Here? Lower, lower. <laughs> we'll put her somewhere in the middle, shall we? We'll give her the benefit of the doubt. Okay, so next one. Next one. Joe Wicks. Okay, so for anybody, I keep mentioning Joe Wicks. Um, Joe Wicks, PE with Joe all the way through lockdown, every day, PE with Joe, he was there. At nine o'clock every morning, it was nine o'clock. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Where would we put Joe Wicks? Higher? About that. So not quite as high as Mother Teresa, are we saying? But not far, not far. Yeah, different skills. Okay, we're doing well, we're doing well. For last one. Okay. Your boss. Your boss. Where? Where do we put this person? So, down here? About there? John, are you your own boss, though? <laughs> okay. A bit higher? Above or below this trust? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Some people have... We'll pray for you later. Um, I really like to know where you would put yourself. Where would you put yourself? Somewhere, Mother Teresa or oh, Joe's fallen off. Joe Wicks has fallen off. Um, maybe on a good day. But if we look at this verse, the standard we're measuring against isn't Mother Teresa. She's still there. Yeah, she's still there. Isn't Mother Teresa, the standard is the glory of God. So the, the top of the scale isn't this music stand. It's not even the ceiling. It, it's somewhere way up 
there. Okay. And we all are going to fall short of that standard. You might say, well, if that's the case, we're all in the same boat. What's the difference? Why does it matter? Well, the Bible tells us it matters because there were consequences of our sin. There are there are consequences to the things that we do wrong. And I've got four Ps, four consequences, um, all beginning with P, that are consequences of our sin. And the first one is the power of sin. Sin is powerful. It has an addictive quality. Jesus says, whoever, uh, whoever sins is a slave to sin. Envy, greed, arrogance are powerful habits to break. It's hard to break out that habit of selfishness. It's why I want to keep all the chocolates for myself. And then there's the penalty of sin. There's something within us that, that cries out for justice. You know, when we hear about horrific things like slavery or violence, robbery, abuse, uh, uh, yeah, we, we know that they shouldn't happen. They should be stopped. And, and we want the people who do them to be brought to justice. There's something in us as humans that cries out for justice. But it's not just other people's sin that should be punished. It's, it's our sin too. The third P is, is the pollution of sin. The things that we do wrong spoil our lives. We, we know that the way that we've lived here, particularly in the West, um, for the last few decades has, has polluted uh, the environment. And just like polluting the environment, the Bible says it's, we pollute our souls. The stuff that we do wrong the, has a polluting effect on our souls. We can sometimes feel it. You know, when we've, when we've been angry or selfish, we can sort of feel our, our hearts getting hard towards other people. And then the, the last P is the partition of sin. You know, when you've offended someone or they've offended you and you just, you, you don't even want to look at them. You don't want to look them in the eye, there's a sort of a there's a barrier that's come up, a partition uh, between you and them. And what the the New Testament says is that the stuff that we do wrong has caused a partition between us and God. We were made for relationship with God, but sin fractures that relationship and and builds a wall between us and God. So we have the problem of sin, the, the four Ps. But the good news is, the good news is God loves you. And so God himself provided a solution. God came to this earth in the person of his son, Jesus, to, to do something about the problem of sin, to die for you and to die for me. Jesus died to deal with the problem of sin. The Apostle Paul uh, puts it this way. He says, he himself, that's Jesus, bore our sin in his body on the cross. By his wounds, you have been healed. And I, I've heard it explained a few times on the Alpha course this way. So 
This hand here represents you and me. So we are here. And then this book is like all the bad stuff that we do. Every time we sin, gets added to here. The bad stuff that separates us from God. You know, God's, uh, if we think about God being somewhere in the sky, we are, we, there's a separation that happens with our sin. And now let this hand, this hand represent Jesus. Jesus Ned never did anything wrong. There's no, uh, there's nothing that separates him from the Father. But Jesus on the cross bore our sin. He bore my sin, your sin, your guilt, your shame. And it leaves us free. It's really hard to do with a microphone. It leaves you free to be in a relationship with God. There's a freedom. There's that partition is removed. We can come home to God, our Father. What the Apostle Paul says was God um, was reconciling himself to the uh, reconciling the world to himself. In Christ. Oh, I've not written that one down. Um, the pollution from sin has been removed. John writes that the blood of Jesus. Oh, there we go. There it is. Um, the blood of Oh, gosh, I've got in myself in a muddle. The blood of Jesus purifies us from all our sin. There's a continual forgiveness. When we mess up, when we sin again, we can come back and be forgiven and receive that forgiveness. And, and that, that um, pollution uh, is washed away. And then the penalty has been paid for. The penalty has been paid for. The guilt has been removed. The Bible tells us, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. The word the Bible often uses is justified. It's a term from the law courts. It means if you, uh, if you were justified, you were acquitted from any wrongdoing. Justified can be explained as just as if I'd never sinned. And then the power of sin has been broken. Jesus said, if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. When we come to Jesus, our, our lives are transformed. Sometimes those habits, uh, though that power of sin on our lives, um, can, it can be broken in an instant. Sometimes it's more of a process of, of walking with Jesus. But we do know that the power of sin to hold us in bondage, in slavery, is broken by Jesus' death on the cross. But there's more. Jesus, uh, Paul tells us that in Colossians 2, um, and having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Through Jesus' death on the cross, he defeated more than just the power of sin in our lives, but, but he evil has 
been defeated. The Bible tells us that the, 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 the enemy, the devil, is, is real and there's, uh, there's evil powers at, at work in the world. But these powers and authorities have been defeated on the cross and that there's going to be a good ending. Because the cross, of course, isn't the end. The Bible tells us that three days later, God raised Jesus from the dead. The resurrection wasn't the reversal of a defeat. It was the completion of the victory of Jesus on the cross. And it tells us that the story ends well. I'm looking forward to to next Sunday uh, when we'll be gathering together together to celebrate that victory. But I just want to give us a chance now to, to respond to what we've heard. So I'm going to pray. Why don't we just bow our heads for a moment as I pray. Lord Jesus, I, I want to thank you that you chose to die on the cross, to pay the penalty for my sin and to break the power of it in my life. Thank you that the partition between our Father God has been removed and the pollution of sin has been wiped away. We receive your love and your forgiveness now. Amen.